When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic podcast. It's a quiet week on the pitch for Ange Postecoglou and his players with no week midweek matches, but there's plenty going on around the club in terms of the transfer window and plenty to discuss. So, without further ado, I'm delighted to say we're joined by the former Celtic striker and record sport columnist Chris Sutton and record sports Michael Gannon to go through the various issues surrounding the club at the moment. Lads, how are we today? I'm very well, thank you. Good, to, good to be back on the pod. Good to get the invite and uh, and and back with you two. It's good to have you back, Chris. Good to have you back. Thanks, Michael. Morning, chaps. Yeah, all good. Um, I, I noticed you didn't join in there, Mick, when uh, when uh, Swanee said it's good to have you back. Well, we're just being polite, let you guys chat away. Everyone's got their sense. The January, the January Fat Club is well up and running. Uh, you'd be glad to hear Swanee. And uh, there's a bag of apples sitting next to me here, so uh, we're all good. Of course, of course. Always a, always a magnificent sight of January. Um, yep. Things, things being refreshed, slates being cleared, um, and something similar inside the building at Celtic Park. Not so much slates being, slates being clean, but just changes, tweaks, some movement in the transfer window. We're now edging towards the end of it. Uh, less than a week to go, uh, Chris. Celtic's dealings look as though they may be coming to a close. Entering the building is South Korean striker Hwang Yu Oh, and it looks as though that may signal the end for Greek international Georges Chakamakis. Chris, I know you have had a bit to say on that situation in the attacking department in your column in the paper. Um, where do you stand on the situation with regards Chakamakis being allowed? Possibly to go. Obviously, there's interest in Japan. There's interest in America. Mm. Celtic now appear to have moved to to fill the space if it becomes available. Um, where do you stand on this? Um, well, I, I mean, where I stand on it, if uh, well, you know, it looks like this deal is done. Um, done, yeah. For, yeah. So you know that that's done. I I, I think uh, you know losing uh, Georges Jakimakis is is a big deal. Ultimately, uh, Celtic want to. Uh, win the league you know that's that's a really obvious thing to say I do obvious quite well but you know you have to ask yourself with, with losing Juranovic and then losing Jakimakis and and you know you can look at this in a, in a couple of different ways but but you know will Celtic be stronger uh, with Juranovic out the door and Jakimakis um, out of the door uh, Johnston's come in and, and look pretty steady but you, you know will he be up to the level of uh, Juranovic over a sustained period and with with, with Jakimakis, I know he's played second fiddle a lot to Kyogo, but every time I watch Celtic and he plays, he almost guarantees your goals, uh, Jakimakis. Now, um, you know, with uh, Hyongu uh, O coming in, 
he will be, you know, be interesting to see how he fits in, whether he can fit in quickly. Uh, but it's of paramount importance for Celtic and Ange Postecoglou that he does fit in quickly and uh, and, and hit the ground running because, um, you know, Jackamacus, you know, I can talk about his goals and, and we all know what a good goal scorer he is, but it, it, it wasn't just about his goals. It was about uh, his physical presence, the way he held the ball in. You know, you look at his performance against Rangers in the big games. You know, always turned up in those games. I, I think he was, I think he was pretty much unbeaten against Rangers. You'll probably correct me. I, I always get something wrong, but uh, but in terms of his presence in those games, uh, I think he will be a a huge miss. Um, but Hans Postecoglou hasn't got a lot wrong in the transfer uh, market. There must be a reason why he's let him go. Whether you know he was trouble around the training ground, I don't know. But every time he put on a Celtic jersey, every time he he, uh, you know, uh, went out on the pitch. He always looked like he was a player who was really motivated um, to me. So I think Jack and Mackers will be uh, a big loss. Michael, planning for the future is obviously something that Ange Postecoglou is keen to do. He speaks a lot about moving windows ahead, you know, being being always being one window ahead when he makes his planning. But just for the exact here and now and the remainder of this season, would you tend to agree with Chris that it is something of a gamble to let Giacomacos go at this stage? I'll do yeah. it again, like Chris says, do you trust Postacoglu that all will just hit the ground running? I think you can I think you can take both stances, to be honest with you. I mean, I think we all think it's a bit strange to let go a guy who almost guarantees goals and something different to the team. Let him go for, a, 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 looks like a pretty kind of mediocre fee. Um, to a kind of strange kind of destinations. I mean, Japan and, and the USA are all right, not quite a step up in, in terms of a, a jump to one of the big leagues in Europe. Um, so we're all it's a bit, bit arrogant, up. that Mick, isn't it? No, I, don't, I, I know, but what I'm saying is that, that usually when you, you look at Iran, it's going to Germany, you go, okay, Bundesliga, fair enough. Okay, Union Berlin, not as big a club as Celtic, but good league. Um, Jack Amakis can go where he likes. So I mean that you know that's you know yeah. if, there, if there's a deal to be done. I think the thing you know the interesting point you make is about the the, the size of the fee. You know yeah. I think that most people you know seeing him go for uh, uh, you know for for such a, a, money. a yeah I mean very ordinary money. But you know that that smells I think to us all of there must have been a you know clause within his contract which allowed him to. To move on for that fee, right? Yeah, I think it, what it sells to me is that that that, that Buster Cogler wants to chip him out, probably wherever, wherever and wherever. Um, whether there's been a breakdown in the relationship between the two of them, he may not just fancy him as a character. He may not may not really fancy the way that he plays in his team. Even though I think, and we all seem to think that Celtic played quite well with him in the side. Um, but clearly, when the manager doesn't really fancy you, that's you gone. And if you make any noises about leaving, that's you gone. He doesn't, doesn't tolerate any kind of um, ambiguity in the squad. But the great thing is, I just want to touch on it there, recruiting players before you sell players, this is a pretty new um, phenomenon for Celtic. I mean, we're used to kind of things like Timber Dembele leaving at the last minute, leaving something to lurch. Um, uh, I think Tian Tierney was something similar. Yeah, Celtic recruiting before they sell these guys is, is pretty important. The guys in the building ready-made replacements. Um, whether or not they're up to the same level as these guys, we'll have to wait and see. But I think Ange Postecoglou has earned a bit of trust from the support because his, his record in the transfer market is pretty remarkable so far. He's not had many misses in the transfer market. So you've got to give him a bit of faith that these, these guys, he believes 
are going to be important players in his team and his, his squad. So it's, it's interesting. And O arrives with a big reputation. He's only 21. But that might also mean that he's, he's maybe like, slightly more content to bide his time in terms of starting every week. Whereas Jackie Marcus at 28 was desperate to start every single week. And that wasn't going to happen at Celtic. Um, would, Kyle, would, would, would it have made more sense, though, uh, okay, uh, to to get these deals done in the summer rather rather than, than now? And then that, you know, that concern over whether, uh, whether O hits the ground running, you know, whether, whether you, you know, because the, the bottom line is, is he will be playing second fiddle to Kyogo. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. We know the way that Ange Postacoglu likes to play. What 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 worries me as, as well is, you know, we're getting to that time of year and we've, we've seen sort of, uh, you know, Ange Postacoglu complain, complain about the pitchers and, uh, and Michael Beale complain about the pitchers. We're getting to that time of year where, you know, the pitchers do cut up and that, that makes the game more of a leveller. And, you know, in terms of physicality, uh, you know, is letting Jack and Maccus go at this time of year? And you can look at the great run that Celtic have been on. But, you know, is that is is that just a risk too far that, you know, it does it does slightly worry me. I'm not I'm not sort of doubting that, uh, you know, further down the line that, uh, that you know, uh, Ange Postacoglu can't uh, that, that he won't turn um Owen to a player because you know they've brought him in and um, and you know virtually every player under Ange Postecoglou has improved, but you know there, there's there's always the here and now and taking care of uh, of the league and I don't think the league's over uh, nine points. I mean, you know it's a it, it it's a big gap, but you know he's got to play Rangers another couple of times and who knows with the uh, with the way VAR is run in Scotland and referees and this that and the other what could happen. Uh, you know, with the with the remaining game, so you know, I, I just I, I just wonder with this one, and you know, I get the point that Jackamacus, you know, it looked like you know he wanted out, and you know, I don't know whether he's been disruptive, but as I say, just just from what I've seen, every time he stepped onto the field, he's uh, he's always given his all. So uh, you know, you, you you're sort of letting go of a guy who. I think we'd all agree guaranteed goals. So of course it runs the risk. And if anything happens to um, to Kyogo, then that could become an issue. I think it. I think it's less of a risk, Chris. To be honest with you, I think because I think it's, I think I don't agree. I think the league's done and dusted. I mean, still got a nine point lead. That's, but nine that's, that's that's arrogant bollocks. It's not, like that. Chris, it's not. It's not Chris because they've not. They've lost one game in forty odd games. They need to lose four more. So, so, so you're so, but, but I tell you, but, but let me tell you this: if, if that is the attitude that people think that it's done and dusted, then I mean, really? Well, I mean, at, if, it's, at, it's 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 not impossible. Game of opinions, Chris. Game of opinions. Yeah, there's, there's no there's no evidence to suggest that Celtic are going to blow up. That's what happened now. They completely collapsed. There's no evidence to suggest they're going to collapse. What I'm saying about lack of risk is Celtic every summer are scrambling to put teams together for Europe. Uh, Champions League and all that stuff. I think by getting the deals done in January, it gives these guys time to time to get bedded in, so that by next summer they're not scrambling for players to look for the Champions League and, and for um, to have to go on in next season. Um, we see it, seen it last January with uh, O'Reilly, Hatati, Maeda coming in, mm-hmm. having a real impact. And by the time the season starts, they're up and running. Um, okay, Europe wasn't as as, as great this year as like they hoped. But I think by getting these guys early, it gives them time to become part of the club and it means they're going to be stronger for the start of next season. But but it's the unknown, isn't it? 
I think I think that's the point. And um, yeah. you know what what do we know? I know I know Juranovic. You know, looked like he was on a stag do when he or been on a stag do when he played at Ibrox. Um, but aside from that, I think he's been a brilliant servant for Celtic. Yeah, I I, I do. I think um, that you know ha, he brought so much to the team, and so, and the so, same so, with Jack Amakis. So, so therefore, these, you know, so Johnston coming in and uh, and 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 O coming in, you know, can can we do do we think that Celtic will be better off with these players in the short term? And that is the risk. You've moved it nicely to the defence. They're speaking about Juranovic, Chris, and obviously the but what Michael's talking about in terms of planning ahead and and, and getting ahead of the game with. Yuki Kobayashi arriving, Morris Jens, who was a, a lone player, obviously has served his purpose, it would appear, and is now moving on. Just in the overall defensive thing, first of all, Chris, you touched on Juranovic there, you've spoken about fees in the past. First of all, were you happy that with, with, with the fee that Celtic got for Joseph Juranovic? And then can I move it on after that to what you think about the Kobayashi coming in? Are you looking at a potential? He's naturally left-sided. Are you looking at a potential breakup of Star, uh, Starfelt and Carla Vickers? Is he backup? Mm. Is it too early to say? Just give us your overall view in the defensive situation. Obviously, Alistair Johnson as well. I've, I've crammed a lot into the one thing there, but we'll start with the Juranovic fee. What do you think? Um, again, you know, similar to to Jack and Mac, because we, you know, don't we don't know what whether there was a clause within his contract. Uh, you know, ten million for what did he come in for? Two and a half, three million. You know, it's you know, it, it's in in terms of um, you know what he's brought to the team, and the sell on. Well, you know, seven seven and a half million profit seems to be pretty good. But you know that Celtic are losing a quality player. Um, you know, Johnson has, has has come in over and over a, a, a small period of games. Has you know looked. Look, the part I'm not so sure he is as dynamic as, uh, you know, as as Uranovich, but you know he's looked he's looked pretty comfortable. I'm not so sure sort of uh, the way Ange Postecoglou liked to play with the uh, inverted fullbacks at uh, this moment in time. He looks he, he looks as confident as Uranovich, um, you know, did do towards the end. Um, but you know, I, I I I quite like what I've seen, but. You know, as ever, we need to see him over a, a, a longer period of games. With uh, with with Kobe Yashi, um, I, I tell you what is interesting about uh, you know Ange Postecoglou, he doesn't mess about, does he? Uh, and in terms of Morris Jens, he's come. You know, Morris Jens has come in, and I think he's been okay physically. I think that um, that uh, you know he proved himself, uh, but. I think positionally and on the ball, you know, Ange Postacoglu just for whatever reason didn't fancy him, and the same with Abelgard. Uh, you know, he makes he makes quick decisions. If they're not good enough for him, then he moves them on, and I quite like that. The fact that he's uh, he's he's really decisive. But you know, what we do know is that uh, that that Celtic need uh, you know at least three good centre halves, probably four good centre halves because of. You know the the amount of fixtures the team will play throughout the season. Uh, I still think it will be going some to break up the um, the Carter Vickers Starfelt combination, but uh, he'll be he'll be a bit of a work in progress. And uh, you know from from what I've seen, he's sort of had a had a, had an okay start. But again, I'm not going to get sort of 
carried away with him. He, you know, he's looked comfortable on the ball, um, you know, physically. I think that he will be, uh, you know, he will be tested. He got sort of, uh, you know, tested out by Kurt Desmain, didn't he? Who's, um, you know, puts himself about. So, you know, he'll be a work in progress. So, you know, let's just let's just wait and see. But, you know, an, an OK start. Michael, a couple of points to take from, from what Chris said there. Firstly, just briefly, could I say, or could I ask you, um, the use of the loan market is sometimes not done as well as it should be by some clubs. And having listened to Ange Postecoglou speak after the acquisition of Tomoki Iwata, who we'll get to later, also to Kobayashi, he mentioned both times that he'd been looking at them for a long time. He had clearly was aware that they were the season that they were taking part in with their clubs wasn't due to end until the end of the year. Is that smart use of the loan system? Bring you in rather than bringing a player in that you maybe don't really want and you're you lumbered with him for a couple of years on a contract, quick use of the loan system and cover what we need. Jens is brought in to cover the gap until Kobayashi can be brought in January. Is that good use of the loan market? Is that the way it should be? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it's pretty ruthless. Um, I don't think guys come and loan to be unpacking their suitcases. I mean, Jens came in to cover for, for Starfield. Starfield's back. Jens gets shipped out. And the long-term target is, is signed. Um, I think you see as well with Celtic the, the kind of try before you buy uh, method. I mean, Jota and Carter Vickers last season were brought on loan deals and then bought. Uh, I know the deals were structured slightly different from, from Meda uh, as well. Um, so it, it seems to be a kind of almost like a, a, a little bit of insurance policy. I mean, Abelgaard came in potentially as backup for Carl McGregor. Hasn't worked out. He'll be he'll be he'll be gone as well. Um, yeah, it's a smart it's a smart way of working. Um, it goes down to show that. The manager, I mean, views players as as very much commodities that can be used and then moved on as quickly as possible if they don't once they a purpose. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty shrewd, I think, as well. I mean, Jens was a, a, a no risk loan deal. I thought he was okay, but if you're going to sign a guy who you're looking at for a year, uh, a long term deal, you don't need to have a loan sign there uh, on a wage, uh, and it's just basically waste of time. So yeah, it's best to cut his cut his ties. And stick with the, the new guy. Um, and Kobayashi's looked pretty good so far. He's not been tested yet, really. I mean, and Chris touched on it. I mean, I think up against Curtis Main, first 10 minutes, I think he thought, I'm uh, up against a, a bull looking for a China shop here. Um, and he lost a few balls in the air, but he got to get to them fairly quickly and he looked good in the ball. A bit it's, it's, it's almost an ideal grounding, that, Michael, isn't it? The first 10 it's minutes perfect. of your career, it you up immediately. Yeah, it's a welcome to Scotland, isn't it? Um, yeah. But what I think you see with Kobayashi, He's a long-term, a long-term signing. I think he is the insurance policy if someone comes in and buys Captain Vickers. I mean, for example, Starfield. I think the likely target for someone in the summer is going to be Cameron Captain Vickers because he's been outstanding. He's coming to Celtic, and teams are sure they're looking at him. I mean, he's got the lot. I mean, he's got the physique, the strength, positional sense. He's good in the ball. I, I think he's the one that will end up going for big money somewhere potentially in the summer. And I think Kobayashi could be the one to to, be, to step into that role. Uh, and then they buy someone else for the future. So it, it's a continual process of evolving. Blimey, Mick has, Mick has moved Carter Vickers on already. You'll be moving Poster Coglu on soon as well, Mick. Well, his, wow. comments, his comments at the weekend are a little bit of warning for some people, wasn't it? Was, um, he's, he was a little hint at the weekend of his own career, didn't he? Isn't that what Ange Postacoglu has suggested, though, guys, that the, that the situation is that people will be moved on? Well, well, yeah, I mean... No, don't get attached a, to heroes. Guys will move. 
you know, things yeah. will change, the, the team will evolve, that's how it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, it's the same with this pod, isn't it, really? Uh, you know, I've not been asked on for a while now. Um, you know, same with you, Mick, at times. I see they, they, they bump you off as well. I think that it's, uh, you know, from 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 Postacoglu's, uh, you know, all his words and his point of view, I think we all, you know, we all understand that things things do change. It's good that, you know, he doesn't get too attached, um, you know, with players. And Celtic are... You know they are a selling club, and you know it's it's always been the way. Players who do well eventually, you know, they they will move on for more lucrative deals. Um, you know, elsewhere we've seen it, you know, happen over the years. Um, but you know, it's about getting the balance of of winning titles in in Scotland and being able to compete in in European competition. And uh, you know, I suppose from the point of view of um, the recruitment which Ange Postacoglu has done, there, you know, virtually every player he has brought in, I think that he has improved. And in terms of transfer uh, fee value, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, the, the, these players in terms of numbers, you know, the numbers would have gone up, which is, you know, the the perfect scenario for uh, for Celtic. But you know, mustn't lose sight of the fact that um, that that. You know the team want to compete at Champions League level, and that's that's the difficult balance. But it, you know, in terms of Carter Vickers, you know, I'd agree with Mick in in the fact that uh, the the clubs will be looking at him, but they'll be looking at all the all the Celtic players. And uh, you know, this this moment in time, I think Celtic are in a pretty good place. But you know, it is one of the it is one of them with the transfers of Juranovic and, uh, and and by the looks of a Jack Amakis now, uh, you know, I do think that, that there is a balance and, uh, you know, it does, it does slightly worry me whether, you know, Celtic will come out of this window and be better off or, or worse off. Last January, they were, Celtic were far better off with the players who came in and really improved the team. But you can't tell me that, uh, that the you know the players who have come in necessarily will be better than uh, than Jack and Makas or Juranovic, even if they get to that, even if they're at at the same level. Do you know what? I'd absolutely take that. But to to bring in a guaranteed goal scorer, I'm not so sure it's that easy. Boys, you've dealt admirably with both ends of the pitch. If we could just quickly touch on the midfield, we discussed earlier that the Tomoki Awata had been brought in. Callum McGregor's obviously the fixture in there. There's now Aaron Moy, Rio Atati, Matt O'Reilly, David Turnbull, all in there scrapping for places. Do you think Celtic are well off in that position, Michael, now? And and again, does that suggest with Iwata's arrival, guys like Turnbull are maybe 18 months left on their contract, is that looking ahead a window again, or is it just a case of taking a, a good player when you can get one? I think, again, I think it's future-proofing. I think you look at Hitati O'Reilly, Major assets at Celtic who eventually will go for big money, but it looks like Celtic already have the insurance policies on the books already. Um, because I mean, that the other day, too, McGregor, Hatati, and O'Reilly are, are the three main men. Um, Aaron Moy at 32 has come in and he's done far better than anyone really expected. He's been he's been outstanding, especially since the World Cup. Um, but those three are the main guys. But if, if some ridiculous bid came in in the summer or even the next week, Celtic have got the bodies on the books. To cover that as well uh, already, um, so it's it's it's, it's future proofing. It's got um, the only thing is if you're losing these guys, you're losing top quality players. Like Chris says, and you're effectively weakening the team in the short term. But in the long term, it might not have that big a damage as it would be in previous seasons losing these kind of guys. 
Uh, and they've got it all over the pitch, by the way. They've got it in the, the wide areas. I mean, you think if a, if a, an Abada was sold, or a, even a Jota, they've got guys like Haksabanovic as well. Who how, many, how many players are you selling, Mick, in this window? You just said yourself, Chris, it's a selling club. These guys... You know, you don't sell half the team. You, you, no, you, know, you can't sell all the best players. I mean, you, you know, you, you've had Carter Vickers off in the summer. Now you've got Jotter off. Now you've got Abada <laughs> off. <laughs> at some point, these guys are going to be sold. Otherwise, the model doesn't work. So they have to be sold at some point, preferably for a hefty profit and a lot of money. But what they've got at the moment is they've got the replacements on the books already. Celtic are actually now in a situation where they don't need to worry about selling these guys. Which is a bit of a luxury because in, in previous years, if you sell a Dembele, you sell a Tierney, you sell a Edward, it, it's difficult to replace. You've, you got, to stre- you've got to have strength in depth, and and, 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 and and that you know, and and that's the point. And um, you know what? Why have Celtic uh, performed so well this season? Uh, look at Celtic's bench, and that, and you know, Ange Postecoglou isn't frightened to make changes. Uh, you know, and you know, I think Celtic and Rangers have a distinct advantage. Uh, you know, in in the league against all the other teams because their their squads have have greater strength and depth. So Celtic's bench is is you know is so strong, and that's uh, you know that's been pretty decisive in the run of games which. Celtic uh, have had this season. Um, you know, it's, it's an incredible run. The fact that they can bring, you know, Haksabanovic off the bench. I mean, Jota sat on the bench for, for a period. Maidu, who's been brilliant since he's come back from the uh, the World Cup, was on the bench. You know, uh, in you know, in the last game. So that that's the beauty. But you know, Celtic. You know, it's about getting the balance between uh, you know moving players on at the right time at the right value. But also having that strength in depth to compete for big trophies. Chris, of the arrivals this month, obviously there could still be something else in the pipeline before the deadline. But at the moment, it's four in, um, three from the Asian market that Ange Postacoglu knows so well. How impressed have you been? I know you've touched on it before in your in your newspaper column, just to to get the value for money. In a, in a market that a lot of people are a little bit reticent to get involved in, um, immediately it, 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 it's shown good business sense. Do you think? Yeah, well, I think we're seeing you know other clubs in you know in in Scotland, um, you know Hearts are tap, tapping into the J League now, and uh, you know I think that that because of what Ange Postecoglou is you know has done, and uh, and the sort of I think it, it's it's more. The faith and the knowledge which he has had of that particular uh, that particular market, and the, more importantly, the quality of player which has come in at Celtic, I think that that people are you know sitting up and it's opened opened people's eyes. So you know where two seasons ago nobody would have touched that market, or you know wouldn't have touched that market in a great way. Um, you know, now there is that confidence that these players, that you know, the, the Japanese players, which Celtic have signed, are all technically very, very good. So, you know, in that respect, um, you know, Ange Postacoglu's knowledge and the fact that he's able to uh, to, to have that sort of first-hand knowledge has, has, has really helped improve uh, his uh, this Celtic team. So um, you know, and he'll be he'll be still looking to go back from the well. Um, you know, I reckon in the summer it'll be interesting to see if Celtic make any more moves in this window because the one thing which has become pretty clear 
um, since Ange Postacoglu has been at Celtic is the fact that um, that the sort of you know you read a lot of stuff in the newspapers, but he keeps his cards pretty close to his chest, doesn't he, Postacoglu? He does, Michael. The, there's obviously two sides to to every story, and as well as Ange Postacoglu knows the market, the players know Ange Postacoglu from his time at Yokohama. Does the fact that it's pretty obvious that, that, that probably the majority, if not all of the boys, of course Celtic is a, a huge club in its own right, but the majority of them will be coming to play because they know a manager, they know him, they know his style, they know they will be able to work with him. Is is that, is that a suggestion to you that Ange Postacoglu is here long, long term? That these boys no. are buying into a project or are we in a different conversation there? No, I think I don't think they're linked. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think those things are uh, working tandem. Uh, have you got Ange off as well, Mike? Well, Chris, I, I must admit, it's a quote at the weekend. It jumped off the page for me. Um, we talked about Juranovic, and he said, uh, "I've got it here." It says, "I think he just wants to maximise his opportunities." To be honest, and I agree with him. That's what all of us have in our careers: a limited time, and we want to take opportunities. So that's what, that's what the manager's saying about himself. So who does who does that relate to then? So that 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 relates to everybody on the planet, doesn't it? Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, right. I, I don't think I don't think he's I don't think he's going to jump ship anytime soon. I think he's quite comfortable surroundings. He's got work to do. But I also think he's not quite at the stage we got to with Brendan Rodgers by the end when he was kind of blinking in Morse code to get me out of here. Um, we're not at that stage yet. The fans possibly probably. I think he's still got work to do. I think Europe. Is a big motivation for him, uh, the Champions League. So I don't think Silly fans are worried in the short term. But longer term, listen, he's, what is he, 57, 58, and supposed to call he, If an opportunity arises that he likes, then he, then I think it would be a problem for Celtic at some point. Well, well, well you think he's getting on a bit, Mick, do you? No, but listen, he's himself. You've got to make the most opportunities in life when you can. Um, yeah, but, but, that, but, 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 but that but that but that relates to everybody, Mick. Yeah, so, exactly. You, you know, so, exactly. so 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 hang on a minute. So so he comes out and uh, you know you uses that phrase which you agree relates to everybody, and you're sort of pinning him on it. So uh, and well, suggesting, oh, there's, there's something hidden in there. So so he's you know so so for example, the Everton job has become available. Okay, yeah. lots of managers linked with that job. Actually, I haven't heard Postacoglu's name uh, linked with the job. I think it's Bielsa and Sean Dyche, this, that, yeah. and the other. Uh, I mean, do, do you see Ange Postacoglu if he gets offered that job? Do, do, do you see him jumping ship now? Not a chance for that one, no. I think he wouldn't touch it with a basketball. Um, purely because the, the Ange has got a, his own vision um, that he need to uh, implement. And it would take at Everton, it would take him about three years to get to where he need to be in Everton. He wouldn't get the opportunity with that board. They'd probably go down in the championship as well. Uh, no, I think that's, he's not, he's not asked. I mean, that's a job that would, someone who's either desperate uh, or mental would take, to be honest with you. Uh, well, hang, hang, so, 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 you know, so you're saying all that, but look at the situation he took over at uh, at Celtic. That was a difficult job, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, but it's a, you're starting at a higher level the, in terms of um, the structure of the club is far more secure. He was given the tools and the room to do what he wants to do at the club and implement his own ideas. Would he get that at Everton? I doubt uh, it. But, was- well, hang it. Well, he, he came in really late. I think Celtic had lost the league by 25 points. Yeah. Uh, you know, thrown straight into the Champions League. So that, that was that was pretty tough. 
Yeah, I just think the, I think the Everton situation is a different ball game. The team that's heading for the championship, it needs when I mean, the, the squad they've got there just now uh, is completely plays the complete opposite way to the way the Postecoglou likes his team to set up. And you heard about Bielsa um, backing off because of that that reason as well. Um, and I think Postecoglou is very much a disciple of Bielsa. Um, so I, I just can't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't see him touching that one with a basketball. To be honest with you, if a team, I mean, if a, an English team higher up the chain uh, came in, then I think it would. It would I reckon they're not a big club then. I'm not a big club, but I'm a big club in a terrible state. Okay, Chris, let me put it another way. Do you believe Ange Postecoglou is here for the long, long term? Well, well, you're, you're going to have to define what your, long. You're going to have to define what long, long term next is. Next five years. Next uh, five for years. the next for the next five years, no, I don't think he'll be. I don't think he'll be uh, at Celtic in five years. But I also don't think that just just more from uh, from the way he sort of conducts himself and the way he speaks. I don't. I don't see him. Um, you know, for example, if you know the Everton job, you know, is there now available? I am sure he would. Uh, we'd look, who knows what the Everton uh, owner Mashiri and, uh, and and the Everton board are thinking? But I'm sure he's on the radar. But I don't see Postecoglou being the type of guy who would walk away from Celtic at this time because of you know his more to do with what he says in press conferences. You know he gets the club. Is you know his his, uh, his his loyalty as much as anything. But I think further down the line, you know, what, what we do know, and there's always a pattern with, you know, with Celtic managers, Europe becomes a, you know, a, a big burden. The Champions League does. I do feel at this moment in time that, that you know, Ange Postecoglou would like uh, a good crack at the Champions League. He was quite bullish going into the Champions League this season and probably, you know, would have, there would have been a, um, you know, a, a large element of disappointment in the fact that Celtic couldn't, uh, you know, bloody one or two noses and, you know, get a, get a sort of uh, victory, which, um, you know, would have been a, a huge feather in. But um, doesn't every in, Celtic manager hit the ceiling in the Champions League? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's, and that's the point. He says, yeah, the Ajax stuff, that kind of thing, the Bruges stuff, yeah. get involved. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, that's, that the, the, you know that's the dream and you, you know building and getting regularly into the uh, into the group stages but then where you know uh, the comment which Mick says albeit I think it was a pretty general uh, comment we don't know what is going to be offered further down the line now who knows you know what's going to happen at Manchester City uh, you know in, in time to come I mean Pep seems sort of pretty happy there. Who knows, you know, at, at, at other clubs down south. But I'm sure the opportunity will become available, um, you know, one day for him to move down south. And it's, it's whether it, it it fits in and aligns with his thinking. But I don't I don't necessarily, you know, certainly in the short term, um, you know, we talk about, um, you know, let's get this season out of the way. Nothing's impossible in the summer, but I, you know, I doubt very much whether he'd go in the summer because I think they'll want another crack at the Champions League. Hence, Celtic have got to, you know, make sure they they nail down the league title first. Uh, but then, who knows after that? And you know, I think a lot will be dependent on, uh, you know, on performances uh, next season. But you know, there, there will be an opportunity. You know, that opportunity will come for Ange Postecoglou uh, because I think suit is down south and across Europe would have you know couldn't fail to notice the 
the change he has made or the changes he has made at Celtic in terms of well recruitment, big tick, but also more importantly, uh, style of play and uh, the fact that he's turned Celtic into a bit of a winning machine. I can't let you finish this section, Chris, without you randomly picked out the words Pep and Manchester City there when you were talking about opportunities that may come up down south. Would you see well, Ange Portecoglu has been able to take a club like Manchester City? You uh, well, 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 we know, we know, we know there are links, uh, or you know, there, you know, there were links with, um, you know, the was it, was it Melbourne and uh, what have you mentioned? There, you know, the feeder club and this, City that, group. and the other, yeah. the Sydney <laughs> group, and you know, uh, Yokohama as well. I think so. You know, there are there are links there. I mean. You know, I hope I don't get misquoted to, you know, that the Ange is moving to Manchester City next week. But I, I, I think, you know, the point I'm making is... It, no, in I was suggesting that you make that, you, you make that statement in, in the sense that Ange Postecoglou is off the standard to go and take a job like that. That's, that's, well, what, well, I that's, what, you, that's you, really what you're getting. I have you seen Ange going to Man City. You dropped down again, Mick. You've had a, you're trying to trying to get rid of Ange and all the Celtic players in this pod. The the point the the point being, uh, you, you know, this. I think that 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 in a short space of time, Ange Postecoglou has turned, uh, you know, uh, a Celtic team round, and the brand of football, which is a big deal, you know, a huge deal for you know a lot of most teams support now in, in the way they play. Celtic are a very good watch on the eye. They're a winning machine at this moment in time. I think if you know they have a, they have a reasonable Champions League uh, ne- next time around, if you know first first of almost getting there, then his reputation and his stock will uh, you know will will sort of grow. I think I think if you look right down south, you look at the likes of I mean Stephen Gerrard went down from from Rangers to uh, to Aston Villa. We see Frank Lampard. Um, I thought he did an okay. He did a you know a pretty good job at Derby. Went to Chelsea. I thought he did an okay job. Difficult circumstances at uh, at Chelsea. Went to Everton, and that's been a that's been a nightmare for you know not just. Uh, what I call Frank a rookie manager, a bit of a rookie manager, but you know high-profile managers who they've had in the past, uh, you know serial winners, rookie manager, Benitez, uh, Marco Silva. But um, well, yeah, he was he was in charge of a uh, in charge of a Chelsea team which uh, you know had a transfer embargo, you know had had the, had the opportunity, but you know he did okay there. But the point I'm making is 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 this is. I think that your likes of Lampard and Gerrard could be viewed as slightly inexperienced. That isn't something you could level at Postacoglu. And now people have actually opened their eyes to what Postacoglu has achieved over his whole coaching career. I mean, you tell me why uh, a big club down south wouldn't want to come in for Postacoglu. That will happen. It won't happen now, or they might come in for him, but I don't believe he'll walk away now. But uh, but that opportunity, I'm I'm absolutely convinced will come because of what he's achieved over the long haul. Michael, short term, we'll finish it off for today. And thanks very much, guys. Short term, uh, the next match for Celtic is Dundee United at Tannadice on Sunday. Happy hunting ground for them in recent times. So obviously, clinched the league title there last season. Nine goals earlier this season. What do you expect from Sunday, Michael? Uh, I don't think it was an online goal filler. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Not yeah. sure the United fans would have called that a thriller. Just, uh, just yeah, a nine-goal game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, shared, they, shared, they shared nine goals the last time. Um, I think, I think um, United have. have, have that's like that's like me, you, and Chris sharing one England cap. I think United have been uh, improved. I think they've uh, they're showing signs that they're a much better um, outfit than they were back to that point. And they got they got them a good time. They, they chipped seven to. Altmar and they're, they're bleeding goals all over the place. I think they have tightened up and they're a much tougher prospect, but I just can't see them being, having enough to even uh, halt Celtic in any capacity. I think Celtic got far too much at the moment. Um, they've, they've really kicked into gear uh, in recent weeks. They've got a fairly gentle run of fixtures. It's allowed them to kind of um, take the brakes off and really go for it. So I, I don't think there'll have any, any problems really, um, but it won't be as, as, as a can, can you Can you not remember the last game? Mick, where uh, where Dundee United, what they they ran Celtic really close, a couple of goals in in injury time. Yeah, they did. They played really well. They played really well at Celtic Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's that, that's what I'm saying. But I, I just think at the moment Celtic are really really in a groove. Um, that I just think it was far too much to to be to be too they held up too much by by United. Um, but it won't be a, it won't be a breeze. But I think it'll be a comfortable afternoon. See, Chris, Chris, memory lane, where it all began. Yeah, I scored my, I scored the only own goal of my career at uh, Chenadice, but then went at the other end and and scored. So, uh, look, I've had a, you know, had a lot of good memories at uh, at Chenadice. What I do think is that you know, it's a it's a really difficult game, and Celtic are now in this uh, period of games where you know, Mick's calling them a gentle run of fixtures, but you know. These are the games now. This this next six or eight games, where if Celtic then have that um, nine point gap going into single figure games, then it, you know it's going to be really difficult for Rangers. But I think it's a it's it's a you know a, a really difficult game, and uh, it's all about sort of the the mindset of the players and the mentality, and that has been there all season. Uh, but I've got you know I've got to say, and this is this isn't me being negative. I'm worried about the loss of Jackamacus, and you know, uh, um, you know, I hope the you know oh Yung coming in. I hope that he's a revelation. But it does worry me when you know when when the pitches are starting to cut up, uh, and you know the and, and Celtic aren't going to be able to play to play their free flowing stuff all the time. That uh, just to have that different option, and it's the it's the trust thing. It's actually sort of I don't care what anybody else says. When Jackamacus, you know, comes off the bench, you think he will get opportunities, and if he does get opportunities, he's that good a finisher that you know the the, the goals will come. There's that there's that belief. Think about I think um, the St, the St Johnston game. I don't know that he started the game or, or or not, but that that late goal at St Johnston, you know. Uh, think about you know I can think about many games where where he's been so influential and so it does it does worry me and uh, you, you know to bring in a sort of work in progress hopefully he'll hit the ground running but it, you know he may be a development player who improves under Postecoglou's coaching in the next season season and a half and he'll he'll probably have to play second fiddle to uh, to Kyogo but if anything happens to Kyogo uh, Jack Amakas was a sure thing. And can we say the same now? And that's that's not being so having a pop at the you know the new boy coming in. It's just 
you know, it's all about win, winning titles in, uh, in in Scotland. And albeit Mick is, uh, you know, thinks it's all over and they should hand Celtic the title now. It, it's it's not the way it works. You know, we're hearing a lot of talk from the other side of the city and how bullish they are and how lucky Celtic are at this moment. Of course, you'd be in, you know, rather be in Celtic's shoes. Uh, but it's an opportunity for Postacoglu and uh, and his team to put Rangers or keep Rangers firmly back in their place. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for your time. Michael, Chris, and thank you very much to everyone for listening. <laughs>